guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast for today's Money Vault segment. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the economy, we're going to talk about the market, and everything going on right now in today's world. Brian, take the lead. Well, something interesting happened to me over the week, and I sent a picture to Anthony because my jaw dropped. Papa John's, by my house, has an advertisement for drivers starting pay for $18 an hour. And I was telling Anthony, this is crazy that we're even in this right now. Pretty soon I'm gonna have to start cooking from my house and I even go out. I'm gonna have to be the bartender and the chef. Dude, $18 an hour. 18. Mind you, pizza. Just to deliver it. D delivering pizza, $18 an hour. $18 That's an hour. That's unheard of. And I don't even know if that includes benefits. So then that tells me. And wait, tips. I'm not giving anybody a tip. That's how I'm no one's getting a tip for eight, no, at 18 bucks an hour? <laughs> what, what tip am I gonna, what tip am I gonna, I need a tip. I need a tip. I need a tip, you know? And it's crazy to think about, like, where are we gonna go from here? Because we were talking about it too, a lot of people don't wanna go back to work or we're starting to see like the job, the latest job data that came out. There's still people reluctant to go back to work, to join the workforce. And it's crazy to me because even us ourselves, we're trying to find good people to join our organization. And it just seems that a lot of people are, they're not ready to join the workforce or they're, they're doing their own thing or their side gigs. It's really a weird time to find good employees right it now. It's a weird time. You know, and I think it's also too, it's just, it, it, it's, it's weird, it's sad because it's like, you also see like a lot of people so don't wanna work. You know, a lot of people just have the mentality of, well, I'm just gonna collect. You know, I'm just gonna be able to grab from, from what the, uh, the government is giving me, right? And I'm gonna live my life just sustained off of that for now. You know, for me, honestly, if that's the level of mindset I'm gonna be, li be uh, thinking with, then I'm never gonna obtain more in my life. You know, for me, we've talked about this, I want my money, my dollar, my dollar amount to, de to be determined based on my productivity, based on my performance, based on my work, hard work, my efforts. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, yes, keep in mind, not everybody's like that, but you would expect people to at least want to have the drive to want to work and, and create some kind of a value for themselves or create some kind of future for themselves, not just collecting paychecks only, you know, and I think it's led to the, you know, it's, it's leading to these issues of like, you're seeing, you know, a, a pizza place, you know, deliver, you know, driving and delivering for 18 bucks an hour, which dude, some of these people weren't even making nine bucks an hour. But this is the thing know? though. And, and it, this is the thing that's- Which I'm not saying, yeah, you know, I'm not saying don't get paid. I'm not saying that we didn't need price no. increases. I agree we needed some price increases, well, we're but, but we're going way over, way over these price increases. And I get it. And I get it too, why they're doing $18. Like when the pandemic started, I know rent dropped. Um, even in my, my place where I was living, the rents dropped like crazy. People were coming in now the rents have shot up, they're, they're crazy high. So how employers need to step up with pay, which this is good. Yeah. Well, where, where's the rent now? Are, are, aren't we placed as number one or number two in, in, in the country? Yeah, I, Miami right now is sitting at number one with the highest rent. And we surpassed LA in the housing market. Yeah, in, in pricing, yeah, in I, pricing. I think in pricing, yeah. It's insane. It, it's crazy, but is this sustainable? What is the bubble gonna pop? Are we even in a bubble? Those are the questions. Those are the things. It, it feels like we're in a bubble. It feels like we're in a bubble. Or is this, or is this the reality we're going to start living now, from now on? I mean, with the pandemic. What is, your, what is your take? I mean, look, with the pandemic, the post-COVID economy, if we're looking at what's happened, there's been a lot of movement of money. We've talked about it. You're seeing all these companies leaving Silicon Valley, 
going to Colorado, Texas. Tesla just moved over to, uh, Austin. to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Miami, you're seeing Microsoft is moving. West Palm Beach, Palm Beach, those are big locations a lot of people are moving to. Yes. Poor St. Lucie, ARK Invest. Yeah. The Kathy Wood, she just moved down here, her, her firm. So where are we going? You know, I feel that we are seeing a bubble and I pray and I hope that we do not go into a huge recession, but it feels it feels very bubblicious right now with everything that's going on. You know, it's like, it's kind of weird. It's like very weird because so, employers are looking for people, but they can't find them. So let's say we do go into a recession, or let's say we start well, seeing, or hyper, what, what, what's your best, what's your best suggestions for those individuals? How to prepare for that? I, I would recommend, and, and honestly, fact check me. I'm always going to tell everybody, fact check, do your own homework, but the best form, of investing to hedge against inflation is real estate. Mm -hmm. Historically, it's been gold, but now you're trying to see crypto taking into that space because we're talking about it. You have your money sitting in a savings account, it's not moving. When you're in a low interest rate environment, basically you have a lot of money flooding the system. How long is that gonna last for? Interest rates are still low. If we go into a negative interest rate environment, we're definitely gonna see asset prices shoot and up. And you want your money to work, with, work for you. Everything's gonna shoot up and we want our money to work for us, what's the best way to, to protect it? I personally feel that it's real estate, but even now I feel people are getting priced out of you know, affording the yeah. American dream. Yeah, so now you are looking at things like crypto, NFTs. These are some of the things that people are putting their money into. Yeah, even these guys, there was a video I was watching on YouTube. Um, this guy's very famous and he talks about China and everything going on um, in the Chinese economy. Well, he was trying to leave to, to get out of China, move his money. He couldn't take his money out, so what did he do? He put, he transferred all his money that he had in, chi in um, his Chinese uh, dollar and changed it into Bitcoin and was able to transfer that money and bring it over to the United States. And he's now able to still hold his money and he's reluctant to change it because he really doesn't trust what's going on. Here either. Here either. So, so he's holding his money in the Bitcoin. A lot of people are doing that too. A lot of people are holding it. And is Bitcoin, you know, a lot of people say that Bitcoin really doesn't serve a purpose. It doesn't have a utility. You hear Warren Buffett, you know, saying a lot of stuff about it. But really, what does gold do as well? I know gold, you, you use it for electronics and all that. But Bitcoin, it's a store of wealth. Curious to see what's going to happen with it. Well, I think it's, again, right, we, we, we kind of decide what we want to put a value on something, right? True, yeah. So it's like gold, right? They picked gold to put a value on gold, right? If we can, let's say we grab the, a cup and we want to put the value on the cup, everybody starts putting their money towards this, towards cups. I'm just saying a cup, then that value, that value of the cup goes up. And now it's like, oh, well, here you go. Even though people might say, well, it doesn't serve a purpose, right? But I guess it also depends on where the, where the people are demanding that value, where they're, where they're creating that demand, right? Is that, would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, scarcity, if you have the last cup in the world, and this cup is made out of glass and there's no other cups like this, then yeah, there's gonna be a demand for it. Um, but it all comes back to, back to supply and demand and we're starting to see the inflation now more in gas prices. Oh yeah. In holiday, they're starting to already per, uh, project that everyone is gonna see at least a 20% bump in whatever they paid for last year. If they were to purchase the same identical gifts, they will see a significant increase within that price. Um, I don't know what the holiday season is gonna look like because there's still a lot of sh container ships sitting out there. The logistics of what's going on, the supply chain is still all disrupted across the globe. And it's really like exacerbating the economy. What's gonna happen? Now you have with China, Evergrande, now that's unfolding. 
it's a weird thing that we're stepping into. And I'm curious to see how the United States is going to like pivot. Um, cities like Miami, yeah, we're seeing it right now. Everything's going up. Where do we where do we move from here? Like, how do small businesses survive? And what what do you think is like a best way? Like a small business, and you're starting out. How do you pivot? Here's the other thing, like. You know, as people are moving, right? People are moving into other places. Like a lot of people, what they would do is Miami gets pushed up. People would move to like Palm Beach, Boca. They'll move to like uh, Tampa, Orlando. But what you're seeing now is that even those places are going up. You know, so even those places, their prices are going up too, right? These cities are coming up as well. We're using Florida as an example, but some of these cities are going up. So yes, are they are they less than Miami? One hundred percent, but they're still, they're still pricey, right? Still price of living isn't, isn't what it used to be before. So you're seeing, I think you're seeing a massive shift just all in, for example, we're using Florida, seeing a massive shift just in all of Florida itself. Would you agree? I'm seeing a huge shift. Yeah. But how do, now with the rents going up, how do we, how do we control, how do we control that? How do we work with that? You have a lot of investors that lost money. They're still losing money if tenants haven't been paying through this pandemic or they've been taking advantage of it. I see why rents have uh, gone up. Recuperate. Recoup that money. So, you know, and that's why you're seeing, you know, that's why you're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, like especially with, you know, hospitality now, they're trying to really recuperate all their money from all the hits that they missed from people vacationing. You know, you're seeing a lot of other, you know, people trying to really push hard on, on, on even charging uh, s even premium higher prices and they're not even delivering the same services that they used to. Well, at restaurants, they're already charging 18% tip already right off the bat when you go eat. And you and and wait and the wait and the wait time is still long for you to sit longer than what it was before, and sometimes it's even short staffed, so your food's not even coming out as quick, and then you're still paying eighteen percent because they're forcing you to. They're forcing you to. So basically, your experience dropped, and your and your price increased. Yeah, and and we've seen it. The level of services, it's not the same. It's getting back, but I still don't think they should be putting an eighteen percent on your bill automatically. You know, at the end of the day, a tip is based on performance. You know, just like we get paid based on our performance, the other person should be too, you know? And I get the service industry, um, they live off those tips and all that, but you know, I always tip 20%. That's, if you're, you're serving me, you're yeah. doing a good job, 100%. 20%. But it goes, back to the, it goes back to the thing that, you know, I think we talked about too, is like, you know, people are in sales, people are in this, right? If you, if you keep a base percentage all the time on that person, let's say 18%, we're using 18%. That person who's working then says, you know what? I know I'm always going to get 18%. doesn't matter if I do good or bad. So their performance drops because they know they're going to get 18% no matter what. So they don't have to show up 100% every single time. They decide to show up 100% today or at, at this time, they don't have to do it later because you know they're getting 18%, right? But when you work off performance based on the, what the person chooses, based on what they see, the work that you put in, and how much effort you put in, that's when your tip can even go higher, mm -hmm. right? So instead of keeping it a base, I think like in everything, like tips or even sales and other stuff, like that's why I think having tiers, you know, for example, like even in sales, having tiers is important because you incentivize a person to want to push harder and push more to hit that higher tip, which would incentivize a, a, a waiter at a restaurant to say, you know what, if I'm on point, if I do this, I treat them right, they're gonna give me a 22% tip. They might even give me a 25% tip, right? But now it forces people not to have to work, work hard as sure. much anymore. It forces people not to be as hungry as, or, as, or drive as much, 
effort or drive as much uh, high quality service because they know they're getting 80% every time. So every person's experience is gonna be different and there's gonna be an inconsistency in that, which then in turn looks bad on the restaurant, which if the restaurants were smarter too, they would try to keep it differently and not charge a, a base tip because what's gonna happen is you're gonna get over time, people are not gonna come back to the restaurant because you're not getting the same consistency of service. We've experienced it. Yeah. We've even sat down and laughed. Look, yesterday, we sat down in the restaurant. We're like, man, what happened to that waiter that we, that we bro, we had the best experience. We left the guy a 30% tip, 30% tip. The guy was amazing. Mm -hmm. Why he deserved it? We left him a 30% tip, something we probably never really even do. Mm -hmm. Each of us left him a 30% tip. But why? Because of his performance and how he showed up, the service he, he, he delivered. And we were sitting there like, man, it's not the same. But you know what, man? I think a lot of people don't really think about that and do that. If we want to be honest and, and, and think about it, I think probably the, the majority of people, for us, since we're in that industry of, of sales and service, we pride those things a lot and we're not scared to pay. But now that I'm thinking about it as we're going through this conversation, I can see why restaurants might put that as an incentive because probably there's a good reason why they're doing that. Because a lot of people might not be leaving, might not even be leaving an 18% tip, you know? And how are you really going to retain workers if they're not even averaging that? You got Which I get it. Which it's, I get it. Which I get it. So I guess it, it goes back to like, you know, maybe the base person, maybe the base tip should be 15%. Maybe, maybe work harder for the 18, 20%, right? Doesn't mean don't have any base at all, but, you know, when you put 18%, you know, how much productivity you're going to get out of that person. It's like, it's like this, if you give everyone, if you, if you don't give anybody a choice and you just put that option there 15%, I think the chances of people actually putting an 18% tip is highly unlikely, I'll be honest with you. Or don't put any percent at all. It, it, but then we go back into the thing we we're talking about. If you don't put a tip and right now everyone's struggling, let's say everyone's struggling right now in this economy, then People technically might be cheap. I'm just saying that there might be a rationale that we don't know about why they're doing that. I know when we were looking at it, we're like, wow, 18%, they're forcing us to pay that. And it is service. But you know, maybe who knows what's going on behind the scenes. So what do you do when, when you see a constant consistency of inconsistency in those restaurants? Because I know we've been to a few and we see the inconsistency. And now you're, so what do you, what do you think? They lose my business. They lose your business. They lose my business. So that goes back to what I was saying. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's still gonna affect the business. Oh, 100%. 100%. Right? I'm just a believer that people work harder when they have to fight for their percentage, for a higher percentage. People put extra effort. I know from me, working sales my whole life in training and everything we do, I've always wanted to push the needle forward because I know if I push the needle forward, I'd enter another bracket, which would give me a higher percentage at the end of the month in what I earned, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, not everybody thinks the same, but, and I get it from both sides. I get it from both sides because I do understand that, hey, they want to keep workers there. They want to keep, but also too, I think like at the same time, like when you can also find the right people, when they see like, man, you know what? There are these opportunities to make this extra, this extra higher percentage if I do work hard, if I do show up, if I do make this happen, right? I think it also can vet out who are the really good people for you and who are not. But at the same time, I understand we're, we're in a time where it's short staff, so they're trying to just get what they can of people to try to work with them. So I know we're in, in situations where it's a little different, um, you know, where they gotta just keep what they can keep and they gotta just hire what they can hire right now to just provide some kind of level of service. But it's gonna be interesting, man. I think it's gonna be interesting because, you know, for me, and I know for you, quality is a huge thing. Quality, um, showing up, performance, huge thing for us. So when we go into these places and we're not seeing that, you're like, man, 
hey, it, it does bother a little bit when you have to leave. Um, yeah, but we don't go back there. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't go back there. If, if, if the service sucks, no. we're not going back And there. we're very courteous, too, when it comes to people that, that work hard and put the effort. We leave great tips. Great tips. 25, 30. Great tips. And anything above 22. And I think it's good that they're doing that, too, because, you know, it's hard to keep pace because everyone's feeling it. When inflation's going up, and especially as quickly as this, I doubt people are going to want to put more money because now for you to go out, it's not like $50 between you and a, and a couple. It. It's 100 now. And, I, and that's why you got to look at it from both ways. But again, it, it can go both ways. It can go good or bad. I think there's a warning sign for everybody to start getting their act together mm -hmm. because whatever job or position you're in, if you feel comfortable, this is going to really shake you up and get yeah. you going. And we're in a world now where it's like just being in a job doesn't, doesn't, it's not sustainable. You need to have something else going for you. You, you know, if you're somebody working at, like, you see nine to fivers, they're, they're, they have a little side gig now because their nine to five is not enough. You need to have a side gig to support them. And you need to have a partner. A lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of people, if you don't have a partner or that second source of income, you're suffering and you're feeling it. You and your partner are feeling it. And then imagine if you have a kid and you have a family and you have all these other responsibilities, you're just like exacerbating that situation where it's like, oh man, like, what am I going to do now? You know, and it gets crazy if you think about it. Um, but I think the best way to move forward with this is for people to realize, and I think this is, people are starting to realize and wake up to this, that you have the power within yourself to change your situation. Yes. You just have to align yourself and say, hey, what is the most important thing I need in my life? Because if you're looking to become an entrepreneur, open your own business, these are, this is probably the best time for you to jump in that and make that jump. You, know? like this. you always see some of the biggest companies, businesses, biggest companies that succeed later down the road during rough times. During rough times when nobody wants to show up and do it. You have to be resourceful. You have to be resourceful and you have to just be willing to take that chance. And again, it goes back to you know, where your focus goes, energy is going to flow. So if you put your focus on good things, you put your focus on the, on the, on the right things that you know you need to do, your energy is going to flow that way and you're going to invite that into your life. Right, so I do, you know, I agree 100%, and I think that this is a time where, you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you're you're exploring these things and trying to start your own business, you're if you really stick to it and you really hold ground now and you really and you really have the the the, the guts and the willpower to withstand. Yes, it might be a little bit tough at the beginning, but I know that once we get over this hump, it's going to be a, such a fruitful fruitful ride for a lot of businesses. If you are doing things right, you have a right team in place, team. Um, you have the right systems, you have the right operations, um, you have a, you know, a good product that serves people, something that you know is going to help others, you're going to come up winning. You're going to come up winning. And later on, you're going to be able to enjoy those wins. I feel like we're entering like the Renaissance right now. Like, when, if you look at history, all right, prior, before the Renaissance even happened, you had the Black Plague, all right? Not saying that we, you know, not saying that, you know, like that and whatever, but just as a comparison, after the, the play ended, what happened? Now you had a spark of innovative ideas. Now you had a spark of new creative uh, people coming out there, creating these beautiful art, um, art pieces, design, innovation, technology, and, and we're entering to the space. And we've talked about that COVID accelerated technology. We've jumped five years into the future. What is every city gonna look like now? And now with automation, what's going on now? When you start seeing like, for example, the $18 at Papa John's, what, what happens there? To make it sustainable, if you're, that pizza is gonna, change, is gonna stay the same price, what has to change? Well, they're probably gonna lay off people and they're gonna start automating most of those, those functions. Oh, yeah. Creating the pizza. Now you're gonna have a machine that's gonna spit the, 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 the marinara sauce and everything, and, and, and that's it. 
And right now you just eliminated a whole workforce. So they increase the price to the one person that they do need. Which, which is the driver, the most important, until that becomes automated. Which Tesla might come in there and do that? Which Tesla might be coming in and do that? And think about it. There's cars that'll come to your house autonomously, drop off a pizza, you go down there, you pick it up. So then where do we get, where do we, where are we in this new economy? Where are the people gonna be in this new economy when a lot of these, a lot of these labor jobs disappear? Man, when a lot of these labor jobs, I think we're, in the, we're, we're the people in this new economy. I think we're in the, as the people, we're in a position where we're forced to have to learn new skill sets. We're forced to have to go try new things. We're forced to have to get uncomfortable and be okay with that, which I'm an advocate of it. Shake things up, challenge me, right? Because I think that's when ideas and I think that's when people can really start testing their limits and seeing what they're truly capable of. So I think if we can turn this adversity into a win and turn this negative into a win, into something positive, we can see some, a lot of cool things come out of this. We can see a lot of people's characters being tested in good ways as well. And we can see a lot of opportunity come out of it. Again, of course, not everybody's like that, but I think we are gonna see the ones that can hold it down, hold it down and, and come up with some really cool stuff and come out of this. But again, it takes somebody who has the right mindset, hardworking, puts a focus energy into where they need to focus on and has the right people around them. Right? Just like us, for example, we're going through different phases where we're building things out right now. We're building businesses out. We're focusing on that. During a time like this where a lot of people would be scared to do that. Well, why? Because we see the bigger vision. Well, we're doubling, we believe. We're doubling down into it. We're doubling down into we're it. We're taking advantage right? of these circumstances because we know that change is the only thing that's constant in anybody's life. Change is the only thing that's so constant. So when you understand that change is constant, your situation is not forever, it's temporary, you yourself have to push yourself to grow yes. evolve, and you have to allow to yourself to change you have it changes okay if and you have to allow to change with it right in the sense of you can't just stay stuck in what you're doing always everything evolves everything evolves right going back all the way to the back in the old times if you did if you stuck with that mentality i'm gonna stay stuck like this well bro remember it, in the old times in the old times they didn't even have this technology it, for us, it's easier. Think about it. Before the access, was even before the access of information, you had to go to a library, you had to get a book, you had to actually and sit it was down. Too. You had to put effort. You had to put a lot more effort than you do now. I feel like we're in a generation of just a bunch of excuses because where did, you can where, go into where, you can go into your phone, you can put anything that you want, and instantly get that information. When back then, they had to either ride a horse, go to a library, do all this, and it was different. Now you can create a business in two seconds on your phone. And now you're taking advantage of the global economy where before you never had that. We're in an era of over information, too much information, right? And obviously everybody say, oh, but what's too much? No, no. And what I mean by too much information is that it's too much information that people already have that they don't do shit with it. And that's the problem, that a lot of people don't either know how to use the information, they're scared to use the information, or they have the information and they just don't start because they get themselves sidetracked because there's just too much information that they're getting from too many different angles and they're confused on where to start. And what you need to do is start with the one that stuck out with you the most, the one that aligned with you the most. That system, that information, start with that one and don't allow other ones to come and disrupt that. The moment you do that, you're jumping from one system, one information, one thing from the other, and you don't have consistency in one to allow it to build over time. And that's the problem we live in. And that's why I tell people all the time, whatever you're listening to, podcasts like this, you're reading a book, you're doing something, you're learning from somebody, just grab one thing, one thing, not everything, grab one thing and apply it to your life, apply it to your business, right? Even if there's so much 
abundance of great information, just grab one and start with one because when you overcomplicate it and you try to allow too much to come into your life at the same time, you're gonna disrupt your own brain and scare yourself and you're not gonna do it. People just need to get over the analysis paralysis, stop looking at all the information that's out there and map it out. We're in a time today, we're in a time today that you can go on YouTube. If you don't know anything about a business plan, if you don't know anything about starting a business, you have free information. Yep to protect yourself. You don't know how to take care, you don't know how to protect yourself during inflation? Google it, YouTube it, watch it, learn it, apply it, and see if it works for you. Nothing is concrete. Of course, in this society that we live in right now, everyone's talking about uh, disinformation, oh, you don't know what to believe. Look, you yourself need to inform yourself enough with that topic. Eventually, you're gonna weed out what the BS is, 100%. and you're gonna know, okay, this information I'm getting right now, does it really apply to me? Does it really make sense? Is this real? And as you're going through applying it, testing it, trying it, but you first need to, notice the first thing I said, apply and try it. Most never even get to trying it because they're too scared to take that action move forward. That's what you Or they're scared do. of the result they're gonna get. Or they're scared of the, of the result. Well, if you want the result that you're looking for, it's all about numbers. Right. So they get a result than no result, whether it's good or bad. Because the bad result's gonna give me feedback and it's gonna allow me to make a new result, which will be the good. And you have to pivot quickly. Yes. Uh, you can't be dwelling too much on those negative things. Fill forward, fill fast. Yes, those are a lot of A and B testing that you're doing. You're testing and seeing which is making sense and then you're applying it, pushing forward and just using it. Um, with the new trend that's going on with the global economy, people have to adapt quickly, prepare themselves for the inflation that's coming and that's already here and just get ready for what's going on. Retool yourself, reload, attack, apply, and start mapping out today, not tomorrow, what your future is gonna look like. Don't let the outside world determine what your internal belief or what your internal thoughts are for your future. You have to start doing it now and plan it because the resources are, resources are there. 100%, and the guys, it, 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 this goes back to that preparing of understanding we are living in a time like this. We are living in a time where we need to be ready. We need to make changes. We need to be open to that and need to start finding within yourself to allow yourself to be uncomfortable and go try these things. See if it's for you. See the result you get. Test, test, and test. Experiment until you win. And like that, we can start moving forward. You can start moving. You can start moving the needle in your life towards the direction you want to take it. And like that, who knows? Who knows what you can create for yourself? So for anybody in the audience, you know, uh, anything that you learned from me or Brian today, just grab that one piece of thing, one piece of information, start applying that to your own life, and um, give us feedback. Any feedback would be appreciated. Anything that you guys are seeing that you've applied that works. Anything that you're seeing out there in the market, in the economy that we haven't talked about that you would like for us to talk about or that you'd like to share with us, that could be some great information that we can even look up and do some data analysis on it. We'd be more than happy to share that on the podcast, elaborate on it and utilize that value to be able to share it back with you guys. So if you got value to this, we'd appreciate if you like, subscribe, you drop a rating, leave a review, because the more love you show us, the more love we can show back. Sweat it out podcast. Woo! Let's get it.